0: Every time we go to Monterey, we see so many cars. I think when I go back home, I'm gonna be sick of seeing cars. I th- I feel like I'm gonna be, I've seen it all. I've <laughs> been there, done that. And every time I pick up a car magazine when I get back home, it's like overload. And yet it's still not enough. I hear you. You know that? It was amazing. We're
1: we're we're, we're addicts. We're addicts. We're complete and utter addicts. So. I guess That's so. That's the truth of it. Uh, this, is, this is my vice. It's very clear to me because after these last few days, in the, uh, part of our Monterey Week visit to Monterey Peninsula, after we tell you guys everything we did, you're going to think we'd have the tank filled for a while. <laughs> no, no. No, yeah. no. I, well, I, I'll go you one further, Paul. I haven't even told you this yet. Uh-oh. i uh I got back in the FRS and was so excited to get back in the FRS <laughs> we've been doing cars and we even got to drive cars this weekend we've been doing cars I was thrilled to drive yeah. the FRS and then a guy I know around lunchtime was asking me about the car and I said do you want to go for a drive so we went out for a half hour <laughs> and I drove this hard awesome. over lunch so I mean it's you know oh, it's just it, it's an addiction and we're feeding it and it will never be satisfied but you, you aren't kidding, though. I mean, we went out to we went out to the West Coast. Uh, it was Wednesday nights. So we were there Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And just got back. Actually, the day we're recording this, we just got back. And we want to tell you guys about Monterey Week because it was nuts. And we just kind of want to share it with you. We're going to share it with you here on the podcast. We've also got a video coming this week to show you sights and sounds, everything we're talking about so you can get an even better feel, hopefully kind of vicariously, you'll feel you've been there and know what it's like. But if you get the chance to go, you have to go.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, this is known as Monterey Week, Monterey Weekend, Pebble Beach, all of those things. And there are so many events going on that You could go to a number of different events and not any of the ones we attended and have it a completely different weekend That's and true. be just as full yeah. of cars. There's five auction houses, there's the races at mm-hmm. Laguna Seca, there's multiple concorsos. there's multiple gatherings of just single marks like the Porsche gathering or BMW gathering, there's private parties, there's yeah, you're right, there's you're right. Uh, um, the, of course, the the main show itself, Pebble Beach. What's you know what everything yeah, on, grew out of Sunday, that main yep, show, yep. and then really it kicks off with the Monterey Jet Center party on Wednesday night, which has been traditionally a debut for Ferrari or Lamborghini new models. People mm-hmm. really do fly in on their jets and hang out at the hangars and have some cocktails and start well, things off. It's and, amazing, and
1: nothing. And nothing says money like let's park a bunch of exclusive exotic supercars next to our exclusive exotic uh, Gulf Streams. <laughs> nothing says money quite like that. Yeah. So we'll have to go at some point to that ridiculousness. We didn't get a chance to go to that, but we did. Actually, interestingly enough, on Thursday, we shot our first round of fast blasts that were on location we were in the San Jose area we had three different viewers from the San Francisco area we had Raul who's been a longtime fan of the show he has a CTS V wagon 6-speed we have a fast blast of that we shot Michael reached out to us he has a 2001 Acura Integra GSR we shot that and Craig who we did a car debate for in podcast number 44 he did buy a Lotus Evora S with the IPS auto, uh, automatic gearbox, we drove that in a fast blast as well. That was just Thursday. We had not even started our <laughs> yeah, Monterey exactly. experience yet. That was just Thursday, three
0: back-to-back. Can't wait to share those videos with you. And you know how I've been saying, whenever we recommend that Lotus Evora, the, the S, or just the Evora, I keep saying, well, I've never driven it until now. And Todd's going to laugh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I spent the rest of the weekend thumbing through DuPont registries and looking online at yes. Lotus Evora S's. Um, yes, you did. I, I, um, I'll just leave it at that. I can't wait for you guys to see these reviews. Yes, they're fast blast, And thanks to Raul, Michael, and Craig for lending us your cars. We had a great time. It was really yeah. interesting to – We had a really I great mean, day. such a dichotomy between the, the different cars. They were oh, yeah. completely different yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. all on the same day. It was. It was – It was like it was driver whiplash for us, and kind of a you know mental whiplash, I guess I should say, for us as drivers, as we were trying to go jump from stats of this to stats of that. And of course, we're not comparing these cars; we've got to try to come to each of them clean. And yet they were so different. And those guys were great. But yeah, I have to I have to kind of bother you for the irony here. (laughs) At one point, you stumbled across a blue Lotus Evora, yeah, which is my favorite color on Lotus cars. And you were drooling on the Blue Lotus of War. And at one point, I just said, "Okay, wait a minute. I think the universe might implode. If you sell your Porsche, your black Porsche with tan interior, you sold it. And I bought one. Granted, mine was a Cayenne. But I bought a black Porsche with tan interior. If you go buy a Blue Lotus with a black interior, (laughs) it's going to be like Bizarro World. And everything's going to fold in on itself. So so brace yourselves, listeners, because it it could get nuts.
0: Yeah, that was pretty funny when you noted that. And I'm I'm sniffing around. I'm still undecided. I'm still looking and I know. saving. You and are you
1: are a you are a, you are a, and, a slow and gradual shopper. But I appreciate you know, that. You'll end up with something awesome. I have no question. I guess question. it's
0: because the last car that I had, the Cayman, I really kind of knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I I knew yeah. I was shopping for it. This time around, I am completely undecided, and I just I want to take my time. And I guess I'm enjoying the the process more than anything I'm enjoying the journey so it's I'm, I'm reveling in that well
1: I have to also yeah. yes you are and I have to applaud you though because you're really taking your own advice to heart and really going I mean because you keep listing off all the Porsches that you yeah. want and you've listed yeah. off some great ones but, but you keep really looking at it and going, all right, this isn't a car going to have forever. Let's get a new life experience. Mm-hmm. What are the cars that interest me that are brands I've never owned or cars I never thought of until right now? So you're, you're embracing what we talk about. So I do applaud you for that. Oh, thanks. So Thursday was interesting how we kind of got all kinds of varied experience. And then Friday we dove in head first into our Monterey Car Week. We got up at the crack of dawn because we were on a list to get a press card. What did you say? The crack yeah, of the fog?
0: St- Wasn't the crack of fog?
1: Yes, exactly. It was It was the crack of fog. That's what happens on the Monterey Peninsula. <laughs> oh, there was no fog this weekend. Except this weekend, this
0: weekend you know that?
1: inexplicably, was very hot and clear. But normally, it would be the crack of fog in that area. But anyway, but no, our, our loner started at 8 in the morning. That was the handoff time. We had to have it back yeah. by 10.30. This was an alpha- romeo 4c spider now we drove the hard top last year for our movie mid engines and mountains if you haven't seen that it is available on vimeo and on amazon on blu-ray but this was the spider version which is the new one they're pushing we had a press loan and in that two and a half hour window we fought through more than an hour of traffic just to get that's how bad this this whole area gets on this monterey week we fought through an hour of traffic to get from where we picked it up to the start of the pch which should have taken us maybe 10 minutes and then we shot the world's fastest fast blast
0: it was too fast on
1: pch too fast. in that car with the top off i have to say that's a that was a very fun drive and is going to be a really cool piece
0: it will be you know yeah thursday was exhausting friday just diving right back into it and interestingly fca only had alfa romeo product on hand at the show they didn't have any chrysler product yeah. no dodge no hellcats yeah. no that's nothing what they were pushing Everybody was wearing Alfa Romeo shirts and they were completely pretty much branded Alfa Romeo, which I'm fine with, you know, mm-hmm. they're really pushing hard on this. The spider is out. We cannot wait to share that video with you. So we got even more content and that's that's going to be an entirely different flavor for that one. And uh, it yeah, is. it was it was really interesting. Well, what a-, a lot of fun.
1: What I liked about it is not only is it a different car, obviously being the Spider versus the Coupe, not only is it a different variation of the 4C, but location-wise, view-wise, commentary-wise, it's very different than what we covered in Mid Into the Mountains. And so I'm excited to share just the variation. And I'm thrilled to have driven that car hard mm-hmm. on PCH. You know, two, three years ago, we did that Lotus Elise FRS. It was our first FRS right. piece. And the Genesis Coupe on PCH. So we got to kind of cover that similar ground. It's such a great piece of road. But, of course, that was the other benefit of being there at the absolute crack of fog <laughs> is because it was actually not that bad for traffic. Yeah. By the time we were wrapping up, it was already at, at 10 o'clock. It was already getting nasty. So we had to shoot early. But So that was the end of our kind of drive section of the weekend. And, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning on Friday. I...
0: We still have two and a half days <laughs> left. Couldn't believe it. All right. So I, I want to paint the picture of what we did next here and position everything. So, again, as I said – you can go to a lot of different events. We didn't end up going to the historic races, but you can go to so many different events and, and just get full, which actually we mm-hmm. still didn't. So the uh, the event <laughs> that, we, that we went to, thanks to some special friends, we went to the Quail Lodge Motorsports Gathering, which has, uh, hasn't been around all that long, five, six years, something like that. The Concorso Italiano used to be on Friday before the big show. And that has been mm-hmm. pushed to Saturday because the Quail has become such the event. It is the premier exclusive yeah, event. Yeah. I would say al- almost as if or almost as more exclusive than Pebble itself. Pebble, of course, includes all classes of cars. The Quail is pretty much yes. everything new Lots from classics, all have. the hot manufacturers. Everybody is there. I, you name a car and they are yeah. there.
1: Well, and while they have classic stuff, I mean, the the big difference between like the Quail event and even uh, Concorso Italiano and and Pebble, while while they do have some classic stuff, it is maybe ten, fifteen, twenty percent of the show. At right, most. it's it's a most lot. Most of it is like sixties, sixties, seventies, and newer, and it is hot stuff. And there are lots of manufacturers there doing big reveals, like Audi was there with the new R eight. And uh, you know Pagani was there with multiple Wires, which was insane. Singer had a booth. I mean, these are the folks. Koenigsegg was there with the one one. I mean, these are the folks that show up to show their wares. But that's on the outskirts of what is actually a car demonst- a car show. You're there to show off your show, your your car, and then you could win your class at the show where they give big prizes. So that has nothing to do with the manufacturer booths. It's nuts. And I just have to say something that sounds insane. Two things that sound insane. First off. There were so many Ferraris at just this one event that you – I know this sounds completely ridiculous. If you're somewhere in the wild, random, and you see a Ferrari, it turns your head and you go, wow, Ferrari, there were so many Ferraris at this event. You literally got to the place where it was like, oh, look, another Ferrari because it was like 60% of the show was
0: Ferraris. yeah.
1: I couldn't believe it. But that's after you got in. I mean, you should, you should speak to, Paul, because you remember when we pulled into parking. I was just
0: going to say that. The cars that were
1: in front of us and behind us just pulling into parking. Yeah, tell I was just going to
0: say the parking lot itself is an exotic car dealership. And what they do is because so many people attend the event and want to get in and people just come to see the parking lot itself is they turn the fairways into parking lots. So the show itself is held on one section of one fairway it's mm-hmm, it's fairly mm-hmm. good size but it's not huge and the parking everybody parks out on a couple of other fairways and so of course the greens get torn up supercars everywhere yeah. and so they they the event organizers try to park you know the hot cars together if you're in a Honda Accord or mm-hmm. whatever they'll just lead you to general parking but yeah. they'll they'll have a particular paddock for all the hot cars for f- photography purposes and so we're looking at McLaren P1s, multiple 918 Spiders. We had a 918 behind us on the way in. And
1: I Pulling think into three the La lot. Yeah.
0: Ferraris, two or three LaFerraris in the parking lot. These are the kinds of cars well, no, people there, there ring to the show There were three to come look yeah. at more
1: cars. Yeah, just, just walking from our car to the main entrance, we walked by a P1, a 918, and a LaFerrari. Now, that's pretty much the reason you're supposedly coming to this event, is to see those three cars. And you haven't gotten to the main gate yeah. yet. And they're just sitting there. There they are, just sitting there. Somebody drove one in and parked it. Yellow P1, gray 918, yellow LaFerrari. And, oh, that, that. by the way, I'm ignoring the multiple Aventadors, the multiple Ferraris. There was uh, there were two Veyrons. There was a Ford GT. This is the parking lot, ladies I and hate gentlemen. To say this it. is not even if the event. If you drive
0: up in a Gallardo, how boring and blasé. Honestly, because... So well, many people. A 360,
1: people. Ferrari, is, is, a 360 yeah. Ferrari is, yes, you and the six others that showed yeah. up, which is, which is madness. It's, uh, it's yeah. madness. It's
0: really quite unbelievable. And so the Pebble Beach show really has been known for ladies in parasols and, you know, men in straw hats and everybody dresses up. And it's sort of the high society. Yeah. I always tell people it's really a reason for rich people to get together and screw around with their money. Which is what Goodwood Festival of Speed is, yeah, which, too. But yeah. this is, you know, totally. in Carmel, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Ferrari. It's like, you know, an art gallery and a Ferrari for everybody who lives there. It's quite ridiculous <laughs> and so you know yeah. that the way pebble started was was very high class now it still is it of course attracts wealthy people and
1: pebble pebble remains that definitely. you know it there, that there are all sure.
0: kinds of wealthy people you know the, the guys who are really rich and you can't really tell they show off in the cutoff jean shorts and you think man who let him in there and he's the richest guy in the place so you never know but generally yeah. speaking people want to keep it classy they want to dress up they want to You know, make it nice, and and most people are dressed accordingly. Guys in jackets, women in dresses, but then there's... Not at the quail, though. There's the trashy side (laughs) to quail, and uh, I saw her in the line for food, and then you saw her later. Oh, that girl.
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I
0: did. And you even got... um, I'm going
1: to... I got a little bit of video of her. You'll get to see her. It's It's not the closest picture when you see it on video, but I got it on video, and a few people got photographs. Uh, I, I actually this is terrible to say, but I never saw her face, but but I'm going to call her by her name anyway, which is Lambeau Princess. Why am I calling her that? Because this was a woman walking around on the arm of her man and she had a low, low cut back to her dress on purpose to showcase the fact that in her mid-lower back, and I don't mean like tramp stamp area, I mean like... The center of her back. Uh, middle, right a, of middle, of middle her as back. As big as a ping-pong paddle. <laughs> Imagine a tattoo as big as a ping-pong paddle. That is the Lamborghini logo. Except, except, it didn't say Lamborghini. In the Lamborghini font, it said Lambo Princess. This was not a fake tattoo, folks. This was not a temporary tattoo. You could tell by her skin It had been on there a while, and she clearly had worn this dress to show that off. This is how this person not only walks through life, but was walking through the quail, showing off this tattoo. And I have – look, there were plenty of of very beautiful women. And some of which very questionably dressed at this event, very look-at-me dressed. However, I never saw more men snap their necks, hurt themselves, and scramble for camera phones (laughs) as when this girl walked by and they did double takes about the fact – does her back really say that? Is That's that really real what's on her back? Ink. And I'm going to go ahead. It's I'm going to go ahead real. and be tacky. I'm going to go ahead and be terribly tacky. I don't know if the man in her life has a Lamborghini. I shudder to think he probably doesn't. But who knows? But what I'm frightened by is that that tattoo exists. And I'm going to put this as delicately as I can. It only exists for the guy behind her.
0: <laughs> <Yeah.
1: coughs> I don't know another way to put yeah. that. Um, I just kept thinking, how, what. where am i and why am i seeing that and i just that was that was and and here's the thing she was dressed kind of nice except that existed it's and then you had people in jeans jeans like ratty jeans you had people in shorts and t-shirts you had okay by the way this ticket what did you tell me it is paul it's It's like
0: 500 bucks 500 600 somewhere there it actually costs more than pebble itself it's it's mm-hmm. almost twice is, the money. It's an insanely
1: expensive event yeah. to get into and many people were there with their multiple children. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, maybe kids as, get a discount, maybe kids get in free, I don't know maybe i don't know
1: maybe but as the father of a five-year-old i would have spent my entire time terrified that my mostly well-behaved five-year-old but he is a rambunctious little boy okay Mm -hmm. that he would have done something to damage one of these cars accidentally oh my god i would have spent the entire time horrified there were kids all over the place now i'm not saying it was all kids but comparative to what i expected i kept turning around and going You're there in a stroller, and you've got three kids with you, and two of them are run off to see some car. What is going on? It was
0: bizarro world. Yeah, it just seems like the pebble keeps it classy. The quail has look-at-me cars and the people to go along with that, the people who dress that way. Mm -hmm. I saw a guy dressed just like Cy, that Korean Rapper guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. You name it. And it it goes along with well, everybody was... competing for attention, everybody trying to, uh-huh. to say, look at me by virtue of their cars. But then when you're not in your cars, what do you have? You got nothing else with yeah. you. You got to dress that way, too. So – I I found it you know, hilarious. There was the the there people was, watching was great.
1: There was class. There there were classy things. Yeah yeah. There were classy things. They had the uh, the new Ferrari Lusso that that blue concept. I've got that in the video. That looks amazing. Yeah, right. But there are plenty of opportunities to see the fact that money does not buy you taste. I mean I have <laughs> never seen a Pagani Huayra before this event. And here were like eight or nine of them, all in different colors. Because, of course, that car car is a completely bespoke, what color would you like your carbon fiber, sir, car. Some of them were gorgeous. Some of them it was like, okay, you spent money and that was your choice. I just – I was shocked – Plus, I mean, how spoiled was I to to go from not seeing any wires to actually see enough wires to be like, I don't like that one. That one's terrible. <laughs> I I couldn't believe I was living in that world. Well, I mean, thank God you and I had had passes to this event because we could have never gotten in any other way. Yeah. So I mean, don't get please don't get me wrong. The quail was an amazing experience to go to, but it is in some cases so head scratchingly bizarre.
0: Yeah.
1: At the same time.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely worth it. if you if you have the the um availability and you have the opportunity to go to the quail sometime highly recommended obviously for the people watching too but the the wires were a perfect demonstration of what really rich people who don't know how to spend their money they keep f- thinking they just have to keep spending mm-hmm. to get the customized thing and I guess it's the I don't know North American and European version of Dubai because it's completely different taste, <laughs> but it's the same kind of oh, thing. so it's divergent, so divergent. Yeah, culturally yeah. different, but it's the same kind of attitude and the same kind of demeanor as well. I mean, the the wilders yeah, were well, yeah. perfect because you could see, well, yeah, that guy customized it with this and the, you know, that kind of interior. Wow, I would have never thought of that, but he spent good money on that. Just the interior probably cost as much Usually, as a yeah. Ferrari. You're right and it, yeah. it was I, I look forward staggering. to sharing
1: some of these these images with you guys cuz you're going to you're going to understand it better when you see it it's it's almost hard to describe some of the madness so we had that that was the big thing that rounded out the afternoon of quail and of course eventually all these cars leave i've got some good exhaust note video of some of those cars leaving it's cool to see some of these classic cars rolling and hear them hear the sound of them there were 5 that's right i'm not kidding 5 Ferrari F50s there, all parked together. So, of course, those left. I mean, so that's really cool. But Saturday, the madness continued, also another early morning for us, but we found ourselves at one of the many auction tents. We went to Gooding, which is a very, very high-end auction tent. There were Hollywood folks wandering around in this tent, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very nervous about me walking around with a camera videoing. I got asked by three or four different people if I was press, and it said right there on my badge, I'm press. Yeah. Granted, I look like I do, and I'm carrying a camera. I'm a little bit of an oddball. Now, Gooding but, is a um, different
0: deal. Gooding is is actually high class, and and I know a little bit of David's oh, story. extremely. Extremely. David Gooding worked for RM or Russo and Steel, one of the auction houses, and worked there for a while, got a lot of experience, and thought to himself, you know what? I can do better and he has because Gooding and Company is frankly the the best hands down. They've got some of the best cars. Of course, you know, there there are good cars everywhere at, at every auction house, but yeah. he just has consistently mm-hmm. the top quality, best, lowest mile or perfectly restored examples of you name it and it's been that way consistently every well, year and that's why I love to go there because he's just got just such just, diversity. You know that? In his Tell everybody
1: tell, – you're right. Tell everybody the three cars we saw when we walked in the tent, parked side by side the first three cars we saw.
0: This was fascinating. This was – so we walk in the tent. um this is uh, all auction preview. You can go to the auctions later, but what they do is yeah. for the for the full day, you can walk around, take a look at the cars, take photos, and it's auction preview to, to mm-hmm. really get up mm-hmm. close to see what these cars are like. And it's good for people who are actually going to be you know buying, and they can get up close to see the yeah. cars. We walk in, and the first car is a Toyota 2000 GT. For, wow. Rare in itself. Red, a couple years ago at Laguna Seca, I beautiful. saw – in in good oh, yeah, shape, it's a beautiful shape. I don't know if it was restored or not, and if it was, it was I, top quality. I,
1: and I've never seen a red one; I've only ever They're seen generally white. white.
0: Here was a red one. I saw a bunch yeah. of a Laguna Seca. They had a revival, some sort of gathering, as many as they could find worldwide. Sure, sure. There were you know most of them there worldwide, and uh, mm-hmm. you think, wow, I, I have no idea what those went for. But okay, so Toyota two thousand GT, right next to a McLaren P one, that was right yep. next to a Porsche Carrera rs a real one from 1974 yeah the green 1973
1: 74 range yeah it was a green one brand new i mean like not brand new but an actual original Original. one that ended up selling for a million dollars (laughs) by itself the p1 (laughs) ended up going for like 1.9 and i don't even know what the 2000 gt went for but all three of those cars were right you walked in the door and it was like ba-boom I mean, it was just those three side by side. It was like, where
0: am I? This is insane. I've always thought that the auctioneers are always talking to you know rich people, and they know who's got what, and they know what. Of course, once they sell a car, they know who's got it. They know where the cars go, and they could cross the auction block again. And sometimes you do start to see cars again. But just what a collection! And so we wandered around there for a while. It's just, of course, delightful and. And uh, what's cool yeah, is yeah. anybody can go do that. You can pay money to go to any of these auction previews. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it's about 40 you can go to bucks. The preview. Yeah. You get the catalog, so you get the description and photos of everything. But anybody can walk in to see the auction preview. Um, and that and for gooding, it, it also includes the auction as well. Uh, some you yeah. Know, RM. Yeah. And, yeah, it gets you and, into, into the auction
1: and the preview. And it's, I mean, Nothing this week or weekend is the tiniest bit cheap. And yeah. yes, you get charged for everything. Yeah. One of the reasons we wanted to share not only this story with you guys, but also the video is because, you know, we get in a lot of these places because we're able now to get press passes. Everybody in there is either buying or they are press. Right. And so we're able to get press passes, which allows us to not only experience it without having to pay some of the exorbitant fees, but also share it with you guys, which is kind of the important part. But, I mean, walking around this tent, I mean, I have to say, and I have to rant for a minute, but I have to say, I mean, some of the stuff that was in there, they had a 959 next to an F40, mm-hmm. both of which were pristine and gorgeous. Yeah. They had uh, an E-type, and I am a sucker for Series 1 Jaguar E-types. They had a couple of those. They had a gorgeous, actually, black-on-white, white-interiored uh, Lamborghini Countach. It was the 89, the Horatio mm-hmm. Pagani 25th mm-hmm. anniversary car. That was gorgeous. I mean, there were so many. Th- they had a they had a 308 Ferrari in the corner, like, you know, in the corner, like, well, it's almost the riffraff kind of car. And yet it was beautiful. But of course, they had the Ferris Bueller equivalent car. And you even did a great tweet about it, Paul. It was the Ferrari Californ- 250 GT California, the short wheelbase yeah. that all of them go for over 15 million. This one sold for almost 17 later in the weekend. And it's sitting up there on a dais, like separate from everything else. You know with the all oh, oh, lights on it, you know exactly. I mean it was unbelievable <laughs> and 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 i here I am shooting it, and i've got you know i've got I've got the camera on a tripod I'm like lifting the tripod over the car and I, this is probably why people were nervous about me. It didn't dawn on me until we'd left Paul until we'd left it dawned on me what if I dropped the camera. Ugh. I'd be I'd be selling my son to pay for that car and I still wouldn't get there <laughs> it, it was it, I literally it didn't dawn on me once while I was camera handling because I, I'm comfortable with the camera right but right. the minute I walked out of there I thought what if something unknown had happened I, I would be in so I much shudder trouble shudder to think oh my gosh I shudder to think i I shuddered I shuddered many times after the fact but anyway all yeah right. so we walked all I got out to rant real quick because <laughs> no but I have to rant real quick because there's a weird phenomenon going on with those that have money and buy cars. And I would love to have money and buy cars and share them with people and let people drive them. I would love to have that. I I aspire to that. I'm not talking that down. However, I don't understand why you would pay more for a car that is original, but essentially dusty, beat down, and you can't drive it. They had two E-types there, one of which was essentially a barn find that was kind of cleaned up but nasty Yeah, comparative to the perfectly restored one. And they were supposed to go for the same money, about quarter million dollars each. And I'm sitting here going, well, at least the restored one you could go drive. The other one you pretty much can just say, I bought it. You didn't. I, I don't get that. I don't.
0: You have to put more money into restoration if you buy something like that at the same price. You've got to now dump all the money into it. Here's the thing, I and I understand this. It's, it's a car guy thing, and that is – you buy, an, you can you know, the Holy Grail, unrestored car, and you can restore it how you want. Yeah. You can either go full original and, and dig for the papers and dig for the provenance and find out and just per, put it back how you want it. Or you can paint it a new color. Many owners have done that with Ferraris over the years. They've yeah. painted a new color and ship it off to Japan or wherever they live and, and you know, kind of restore it how they want. And it, it it's something. I, I can see that, but that's for the uber, guess. super duper… I have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. It's it's ridiculous. But I, I
1: I struggled with it so much because within five cars of each other was the perfectly restored ready-to-go one and the barn find. Yeah. And they were s- supposed to sell for the same money. And you know there are those people out there that will buy the barn find knowing that if I restore this, it won't be worth anymore. So I'm going to leave it in barn find condition, which essentially means a large rolling, like, paperweight
0: yeah it's
1: and i can go hey it's all original i i don't get i don't get the leave it leave it original thing i i realize there are those out there that do there's probably some of you listening that do because you go oh, but it's original i'm going but i'm the driver guy going but i can't
0: drive it yeah i mean you've got to think of i, I don't know you've I, that's think me of auction that's me houses as not just dealerships for exotic cars it's a different deal entirely when you walk into auction you never Fair. know what you're gonna find Fair point you're it's right. not just you're right. hey everything's right. pristine and i you know it just runs there are those cars but you can't treat it as such it's just a different mindset and I guess you have It's to a different kind of headspace. I I acknowledge to, I
1: don't have that mindset. I don't um, have that mindset and it's it's hard for me to get there. I see I see not the I'm logic quasi logic. <laughs> no, no, no. I see the logic and I see the, the the attempted logic. I'm going to go there in what you're saying, I just can't get myself there. But anyway, so All we right. we walked out of yeah, there let's finally get out of there. and thankfully did not drop the camera on anything that was worth millions upon millions, thank God. And uh, we went down to the concept car lawn, which is just outside the main event and and actually by Sundays it's exactly what the name suggests. It's a putting green that has all these amazing concepts, not quite uh, in production yet cars, and they're always stunning. But on the middle of the day, Saturday, there's nothing there yet, really. It's just kind of quiet. Yeah, so Saturday is moving down to day. See... It's setup day for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, We um... wandered
1: down to see the actual – you've seen the pictures of the greens down there right on the coast where they're going to put all the cars on Sunday to see what was there. And the only thing there – ended up being kind of a nice respite of the weekend, and that was the McLaren tent.
0: Yeah, they uh, actually set up their pavilion inside where out on the 18th fairway there at Pebble Lodge. Um, it's going to be inside the show on Sunday, but that was for press and media yeah. on Saturday, which was nice. And honestly, yeah, yeah. Saturday great. being setup day, there's other car manufacturers out there with their tents. There's the Blackhawk uh, mm-hmm. Museum in Danville. There's a bunch of others, you know, bunch of other things going on, but it's just a nice, relaxed setup day, and McLaren was actually fairly empty, and so we could sit in the new 570, yeah. which I instantly felt in, fell in love with. It was something.
1: Well, the 570, um, you know, we, we were talking about the fact that the really 570 has a revised kind of, I know, has a revised kind of refined version of that McLaren interior, and I actually mm-hmm. think it's the best interior they've done. And, and here it is yeah. on their, their lowest car, and I think it's the best interior they've done. I was so impressed with that 570.
0: You know, it's nice just to be able to walk around and actually get in things without – you know, elbowing mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. fighting for the chance to do it. It was a madhouse on yeah. Sunday, of course, because everybody was there. But oh, it was obs- when it's not it was it's, obscene, yeah yeah. It's actually nice. You can talk with people, you can relax, you can talk and yeah. actually get educated more about the car from McLaren people or, or mm-hmm. wherever you go. And that's the case. Cadillac was well, up it- there, Lexus, Infinity. Infinity built yeah. a building. Yeah. They had a full pavilion.
1: Um, Seriously, gosh. it was like it looked like it was a house that had been there a while. No, they just built it yeah. just for
0: this. Un- incredible. Money spent. But, but yeah, you know, that's the, just amazing.
1: speaking of talking to people, you bring up a great point because we, we met some guys at the McLaren tent and they were, you know, we're just trading stories with people about why you're here and what's going on. And, and they, so they heard about the show, were very intrigued. And one of them said, You know where you need to go? You need to go to the, Aust- the Aston Martin house. And we went, The, the where now? <laughs> which which you, you should explain, Paul. But I mean, this is not an uncommon reality during this. I've weekend. heard of this
0: more and more and it's it's um it has to do with a captive audience because Aston Martin yeah. is a great example. Yeah. So what they did was rent a private home in a gated neighborhood above Carmel. And we called the the media person there and said, hey we're with everyday driver, exotic driver, want to come up and check things out. And so she kindly invited us yeah. up and you know check her credentials at the gate and once you walk in it's stunningly massive beautiful house but what that does is put you in a a captive mode you're a captive audience and now they can surround you with the kinds of lifestyle products and the cars and just there's nothing else yeah. but that brand i'm i know lamborghini has done it in the past bmw has ferrari does yeah. every all the luxurious automakers they do and and so what they do is invite current customers Potential customers, and they have you know ex- their um, uh, concept cards. It's, it's a garden party, party. and then uh, that night, yeah, they they continue the party, and it's just again, it's captive audience to just talk about the lifestyles surrounding ownership of mm-hmm. the vehicles, and then out front in the driveway, you can actually go on test drives. Now, Todd and I have an entirely yeah. other thing about test drives and tooling through a neighborhood and that kind of thing is not exactly ideal
1: not the way to experience but, um, the Aston Martin. I, I take your point you know, there, I agree. But in yeah. that
0: kind of setting, I bet they were, you know, letting them go all the way out of the neighborhood and rip it up the freeway a little bit. I'm sure. So that's Probably a that's little, the yeah. nice thing. It's a different kind of selling atmosphere. Well, but, you know, I've even heard of, you know, I talked to the McLaren dealership in Beverly Hills once and they they were repping Pagani. And I said, "Oh, you're going to have a Pagani in here?" I said, "No, hmm. we're going to drive it to the client's house so we can park in his driveway and he can oh, see wow. it at his house because it's a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're at a house. You're not at a dealership. Yeah. No well, pressure. And this, this Aston Martin all those things.
1: This this Aston Martin house and this is not uncommon. We just happen to be at the Aston Martin version and thank you to them for letting us up there. But and there were other yeah. press up there too, and then there's a lot of people that are clients or potential clients there. And you had you had the wall of very expensive uh, handbags on one like and leather goods. You had the other wall of like expensive fashion that Mm -hmm. are also like co-sponsoring the house. The house is open. There's food and drink and catering, and there's cars on all these parts of the lawn, like (laughs) by the pool and over here in the what would normally be the barbecue grill area, and over back by the six car garage. And one of the garages has been turned into I'm not kidding, just your. Stereo uh, demonstration uh, area, and the other garage had been turned into. Don't you want to pick your leathers and your interior colors? And here's how you actually buy your car. All this house that's now just the Aston Martin house. It was
0: a six car. It's an garage. unbelievable
1: setup. It was. Yeah, huge. two different, two different, three car garages, both of which converted into essentially offices to do <laughs> these things. Yeah. And they had the uh, they had the Vulcan there, yeah. and they had yeah. the um, the cars from Spectre. The cars for the new Bond film are sitting there as well. And this crazy new, what was that, the DBX? The crazy new five-seat, uh, I mean, it's a total concept. Who knows how real it will even be. But their total five-seat concept uh, all-electric uh, SUV that they're talking about, too.
0: They call it the luxury GT crossover market, which is a a niche they're trying to identify that keeps with the Aston Which is Aston a, apparently brand. a thing. And I love this because it's an all-electric. Apparently, all electric, I missed the memo. <laughs> all-electric with solar panels and KERS, the kinetic energy recovery system, just like Formula One yeah, yeah, yeah. cars, yeah, all in this car, which is great. But that's so they can keep building V12 engines over here as the flagship luxury Aston Martin, yeah. oh, the thing you know is. Aston's yeah, for. Yeah. So it's it's like the Signet. Yeah. I even asked uh, asked um, about the Signet. Oh, what did you done with that a couple of did years you? ago? I said, Yeah, I, I did. Oh, I, I poked funny. him a little bit and just said, Yeah, that was that kind of thinking. Oh, it man. just you know really a car that only Europeans would understand and rightfully so it, it's just not a car made for America yeah. or even uh, APAC mm-hmm. Asia it's you know it's a car for Europeans it didn't really catch on so this is the newer you know different concept and yeah find photos of that you'll see it in our video it's the DBX concept yeah definitely is, it's out there It was exquisitely crafted no doubt it, it you know, Le- leather.
1: Leather covered pedals, things things that will never <laughs> reach production, but you yeah. always just kind of drool on on a concept car and go, wow, that's cool. And then in the back of your mind you go, never gonna happen. But cool to look at. So yeah. that was very cool. But we should actually we should jump to Sunday because Sunday is the main event. Sunday is mean, the main that's, that's the big yeah. concourse that everybody is coming for. And, you know, I don't even know what number uh, this this is and how many years it's been going. But this is the one. And di- weren't you telling me about the rules about what cars can come?
0: Yeah, this is, uh, I think it was the 65th, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, okay. The way Pebble Beach has done it is they are an actual the Pebble Beach company. And they've mm-hmm. had this going for 65 years. They... Uh, They've set it up in such a way that to keep the show fresh, you'd think, all right, well, there's got to be a a limited number of classic cars worldwide or, you know, North America. And so they have decided once you exhibit at Pebble Beach in any category, you can no longer exhibit that car. And what that does is it yeah, keeps the car it fresh can come every The year. car is
1: invited once. The car yeah. is invited once. Yeah, yeah, the car is invited they once. They have similar yeah.
0: categories every year, and then there's various featured marks that they will, you know, that they will do. Uh, some years it's
1: encourage. You know, yeah, They yeah, yeah, actually yeah.
0: have an unrestored class now, which I'm sure is your favorite. But uh, they they actually You'd do that now. Um, and so. That keeps the show fresh every year. So you think even though the cars look similar and they might be similar models, Duesenbergs and Packards and and, um, Delahays and all these beautiful, amazing, rolling sculpture cars, they are different each year, which is great. And I was Uh noticing as you walk around, there's placards of the owner and where the car lives or where it's from. And I'm noticing Mm -hmm. more and more Mm -hmm. cars worldwide. And I I suppose it's to keep the show fresh. They invite them over. But now... Just to attend the show, you've got to ship your car, your priceless, exotic, whatever. So it's not just the money to own it and restore it. You've got to ship it just so you can exhibit it. Mm -hmm. This is how the rich play with their money. And part of
1: the other part of the other other rules, so to speak, is that it has to drive onto the lawn under its own power. Oh, yes. So you can't just wheel it on. So you have to be able to drive it. And they even do a drive down 17-mile drive in other places, They do and part of PCH, they do a drive on, I think it's Thursday, where as many of the owners as want to come can actually drive their cars on a long parade drive down through Carmel. But you have to be able to drive your car onto the lawn. That is part of the thing. It has to start. It has to yes. run under its own power. So even these unrestored cars do run, Oh, absolutely. which is interesting. They- and you see cars from literally 1900 to the 1980s. I mean, uh-huh. it's amazing, the range. Most of it's older stuff. You rarely see anything beyond about the 60s. But in general... It is a huge swath of automobile history. And what's horrifying is the thought of these cars on a drive. You remember this car we saw. There was a gorgeous, it was like aquamarine color, very odd color, but a gorgeous 300 SL Mm. Gullwing.
0: One of the cleanest
1: ones we've ever seen in our life. And the back, the back just above the bumper had a dent. I mean, this was a, please, please don't misunderstand me. This was a pristine car. I mean, better than you've ever imagined a gold wing to look, and on the back in the middle of the trunk was this new dent with bright green paint on it yeah. and I overheard the owner saying it was on the seventeen mile drive somebody ran into him
0: the brakes I mean after you' shipped your car to this event are not as, good as after Honda you
1: brakes. shipped your car to this event, that has to be beyond heartbreaking yeah. and and how do you not want to take that person's head off but then they've brought their car too. I just, mm-hmm. oh, that's like a worst-case scenario there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but but there's so many cars here. It, it, it's impossible. It's impossible to get across to you the range of cars and how many there are and how many people. We're going to try to cover some of it in this video we've got coming up,
0: but there's so many things. There's so much to see. This, this show has actually coined the term pebbled. Oh, you've pebbled that old car. And by that, it oh, yeah. means you have restored it to so far better than new For the judging at Pebble, because it is the strictest judging, I think, out there. It's got to be among the tops in terms of judging, because you will get points deducted for grass stains on your white wall tires. If the car doesn't start, if it doesn't run, if they're judging two cars, one has participated Mm -hmm. in the drive and one did not, guess which car gets the award. I mean, it is strict judging, and and that's what these people are competing for. And it's really bragging rights because now the car has provenance. It's won an award or the award at Pebble. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, actually yeah. makes They'll the price. They'll then auction go up. it off for more. It makes the price. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. It's staggering. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, people and clothes and ladies and crazy get ups. And
1: it's. So- here, here we are at our our new our new length of forty five minutes minimum. I guess so. But, but I want to do two two quick things, two quick kind of jokes about what happens while you're there, and then we probably should close it down. Again, we do have a video coming up this week on uh, on the pebble thing. I have to finish editing it because boy, we just finished of shooting it. <laughs> yeah. But that is coming this week, so you can see some of the stuff we're talking about. And and please, you know, kind of go back through it and and kind of cross reference and tell a friend if they're curious about what the pebble show is. If you've ever wanted to go? We're gonna to try to give you that experience on video. But two other random things that happened. One, we came around a corner. We're just about to enter the actual event Sunday morning. And we saw the funniest sign I think we saw all weekend. You should probably tell that, Paul.
0: <laughs> so we're walking around. And uh, you know we've got all of our shoot gear with us. And we were actually considering this. And then we saw a gigantic sign that said, no drones allowed. <laughs> just awesome.
1: I love that somebody thought of that. And it wasn't like, oh, maybe we should make a sign at the last minute. This was one of their professionally printed. They got it painted up. Very nice signs that matched everything else at the event. And it said in huge, I mean, like eight-inch tall letters, no drones allowed. It was like, well, if you you had to make a sign, it has clearly been a problem. I don't
0: remember seeing that sign last year. You know that? It's it's a new deal.
1: Yeah, and you, and you you remember you knew somebody who was wearing a big backpack that got stopped to be asked if there was a drone in their
0: backpack. Yeah, she she was asked. She had a you know just a fairly good sized backpack, and it was just literature and programs and that kind of stuff. And they said, "Excuse me, ma'am, do you have a drone in that backpack?" And it just it floors people. But I can see why. They were hunting, I mean, you can imagine the yeah. gorgeous shot you could get. But imagine, of course, oh, the h- I was imagining. horrifying I was imagining reality if if a drone were to crash into people or cars or anything oh my just... gosh,
1: I mean as as concerned as I was about yeah. dropping a car of dropping a camera in the middle of gooding auction, dropping a drone out of the sky onto one of these you know nineteen ten perfectly restored whatever, you may as well just just <laughs> end yourself because it's all bad, but then there was <laughs> the other randomness that happened all weekend. And that is the kind of the things heard at Pebble because mm. the shocking amount of misinformation. The person then next to you is like, oh, yeah, that's a this. And you're sitting there going, none of everything you've told your friend is true. None of that is correct. I actually walked by, I think I told you this, I walked by that, I think, atrocious, that Galpin Ford rocket thing. Oh, yeah, they now atrocious. taken the top off that Hendrick Fisker did. I was walking by that, and two old guys walked in front of me going, what is that now? I don't get it. One of them read the sign, and it said, "Galpin Ford Rocket." And okay, Galpin is one of the largest Ford dealers in the world. They're in Southern California. It is Galpin Ford. Galpin is the name of the dealership, and they do all kinds of custom stuff. They also sell Aston Martins. You can do, you know, custom Aston Martins through Galpin. They have like a, prof- a professional performance and customization wing, and they're the ones that funded Hendrik Fisker to do this rocket. So here it is, the Galpin Ford Rocket. And these old guys walked in front of me. One of them went, oh, wait, I get it. Galpin, like it's a gallopin Bronco. I get it. That's why it's the Galpin Ford Rocket. And I was like, that's so wrong, I don't even bother to stop you. I just have to sit here stunned.
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you, and there's so much misinformation. That's the third part of it that's so much fun is the cars, the people watching, and now overhearing everybody share all this bad information Mm -hmm. And it's because when you go to a car event this specific and this amazing, nobody wants to play nobody wants to not know what's going on. They don't want to see something and oh, not, right. not know what you're it absolutely is. Right. And that happens yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. There's plenty of stuff. It's a great I, point. I've never it's seen that one. I don't know what that is. I need to educate myself about oh. that car. So they'll walk up and they'll they'll kind of make stuff up or it'll look sort of like a thing. And the funniest thing is everybody says, oh, it's a Ferrari or something like that. You know, anytime you see some sort of mm, low-slung right. exotic shape, especially painted red, all anybody can think of, the, the average non-car person, all they can think of is, oh, that's a Ferrari. When clearly it's not and it has nothing to do with and, you know, to the to the car well, guy eye, and it frankly, looks nothing like a Ferrari. It must be. But, but
1: frankly, there is there is no way to really know everything that's going on there i isn't. mean you and i are car freaks yeah. and yet every single time i go to this i see multiple cars that i've never even seen in photos i literally walk around i going i didn't know this car existed yeah. and you just have to acknowledge it and just be like what is that it's on wheels and it has a logo and that's as much as i know what is this car and you have to just walk in like a uh, like a child and just be like educate me because what is that but most people are just like oh i know what that is that's a no i'm sorry sir you're wrong one guy walked up next to me yeah one guy walked up next to me at the csl homage car that uh, bmw's got they had it on the concept lawn and he literally said this to his buddy next to me he goes dude i just got the coolest photo look at those wheels this thing must handle awesome I'm sitting here going, it's a concept. It's lucky to move.
0: I, I, you know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff. It's lucky to roll and not be craned out of there. Seriously. And then I, I, the,
1: the one I have to leave us with because it was so Pebble Beach, I walked by a guy. And he's standing there with his wife talking to his buddy about the car they'd entered in Pebble Beach. And he said, so then – and he's saying this laughing like it was – these were his problems. So then we're trying to figure out, wait a minute, the deadline's coming up. Well, is that deadline Chicago time or is it Maui time? (laughs) Oh.
0: You wanted to go bash your head into the brick wall. I I know you did. Really? It was just like, I just –
1: these are your problems. But anyway – we, we actually had no problem going. We, we cannot. I mean, I, I'm making fun. But you have to understand what an unbelievable, surreal. I mean, that's the best I, I, way I can describe it. It is a surreal event to go yeah. to. If you get the chance, you should. We're going to share a video this week to hopefully kind of share it with you. Thank you guys for letting us ramble about the event. We hope you learned something and enjoyed a little bit about it and felt kind of like you were there. Because trust me, it's nuts
0: yeah yeah if uh if you've got the chance to go definitely it's a madhouse it's in a neighborhood essentially it's in the del del monte forest i think oh yeah um not del monte um del- it's right there off the 17 forest. mile drive yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah 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 people are selling people are selling
1: parking <laughs> in their driveways for 50 bucks a car because literally oh. it's their driveway the golf course and the pebble beach cars that's the that's where you are it's not like we're having this at a venue no no it's just right here in the neighborhood at the golf club
0: yeah it's insane people like to make money too that's funny. It's well, it's an I mean, amazing hey, show. If, if
1: I lived there, to be yeah, I'd be yeah, fifty bucks a car. Let's do that. But help me help me paint the sign, honey. I get it. Yeah. So <sighs> anyway, thank you guys Pocket for listening teams. to another episode of the car debate. <laughs> next next week we will be back with the normal car debates as we debate uh, cars that you should buy. Uh, hopefully we can help you out. You can write us at TV at gmail. You can reach us there with your own car debate. And if you're looking for us, otherwise it is probably slash everydaydriver Twitter, Facebook. YouTube, if you're looking, that's where it is.
0: Yep, got a lot of car content. We've been shooting so much, lots of cars to share. Can't wait, and uh, keep the comments coming.
1: We're buried in a great way. Really, really appreciate it. So
0: thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.